Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Resting Place South Tampa campus. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you hear, and we would love to see you at a gathering soon. For more resources like this, head to trpfamily.org. Oh my goodness. Good morning, you guys. I can't even tell you how excited I've been to come. Look, I ask God for your hearts. I ask them for your hearts because if you don't love, what does it matter? So I ask them for your hearts. And then all you guys preached my preach already. So, because <laughs> that's what love does. So I just want to say to Abraham, thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for the invitation. I love you so much and I've learned so much from you. And I thank you um, for your freedom in this house. I thank you that you make it okay to be vulnerable and to be what we call unicorns, where you can float away in the spirit. You can come back down. Like, thank you that you make a way for people and you, you give. You're just a giver. So we just love you and we bless you and we thank you. I also want to thank my husband is in the room, Mark. <laughs> and I am a unicorn, so he allows for me to flutter away and do the things like when I walk with Abraham. And when we have to talk about serious things, he'll tell me, babe, can you come down here? Can you get off your unicorn and stop riding rainbows so we can have a conversation? And I'm like... Well, if you want to, but I'm just going to go back up. <laughs> so, um, so thank you. And I also, even though Caleb isn't here, um, he has done so much in my life over these last couple years. And I just want to extend my heart of gratitude. My heart just goes to the other campus right now. Um, he made a way for me also, and he taught me so much. And the things we're going to do here is a mixture of all the campuses um, that I'm about to release. But I had to give him my gratitude also and thank him. Um, I want to tell you guys, um, really, I don't take this lightly. Like, I know I'll give an account, <laughs> and it's a privilege. <laughs> what does love look like? <laughs> In this moment, um, I told God that I would yield and that I would surrender no matter what, to the Holy Spirit. And he's been singing to me like he wants to come in like a river and come in like a flood and come in like fire because we're so in love. <laughs> so I say, do it, Holy Spirit. I thank you that you are the river and that you are the fire that we jump into and we play and we splash. I thank you that you split the sea so we can walk right through them. I thank you that healing, deliverance, anything you need is in the room right now because love is in the room. Nothing happens without love. Faith can't do nothing without love. Your hopeless hope is a rope. It ties them together. It ties them together. But love is only active. Faith is only activated by love. So I'm going to release love. What happened when Jesus went places? Everywhere he went, he had compassion and love for the people. You are not here by accident. I am convinced, I'm convinced that you're here for a reason. I am convinced that you're not leaving the same. Don't ever come into a building where the spirit of God is and think you're going to walk out the same. That's church. We are not a church. We are lovers of God. We seek God. We love God. We, we run for God. This morning I woke up and I was like, and I used to be a runner. I was like, oh my God, like get me to church. Like I got to love on these people. I couldn't wait. And I'll tell you, like, fear came after me really big. And I was like, yo, I'm a daughter. Like, like what, are you, what are you wasting your time for? Um, but there was that little struggle thing. And then I was like, oh, my beloved, when you're you focused, where are you focusing? So I'm focused on you to bring this message of love this morning. 
and I really don't want you to leave the same. And I want to tell you to be you in this room. You want to cry. You want to laugh. You want to get on the floor. Do it. There's freedom here. My hands have been tingling since um, worship started. I'll tell you, um, I love healing. I love freedom. And if you don't leave with at least one of those, they're really the same. Come on. So I'm extending you the invitation right now. Expect it, because that's what hope is, and it ties these other two together, so I would lay hold of it. I would. Okay, so that's my pre-preach. So <laughs> that's the Abraham anointing. You preach before you preach. So I'm in his house, so, you know, just want to oblige a little bit. Um, I want to tell you that when God gave me the title, um, there's so much about today, and I'm going to get into it. He told me several weeks before Abraham asked me to preach, would you preach here? And I said, yeah, Papa, but I don't grab for microphones. I am the microphone. Your mouth is a microphone. Go. The word go. She preached my preach too. Go. You are a microphone. Go. Go tell somebody their love. Go tell somebody who Jesus is. Whatever he put in you in the secret place, not your secrets, there's something he wants out of the overflow to go Go give it to somebody. Don't hang on to nothing. There's always more. It's heaven. Heaven is in this place. Don't wait. So he gave me the name, um, his recipe of love. And I'm like, well, God, you know I love love. Like, is that going to be an easy preach? And I'm like, okay, I'll take it. Um, <laughs> um, and so what I wanted to say before we actually dive into what I want to talk about, the recipe of love. I love to cook. Did you guys notice all the references about love, recipe, treasures um go I'm like Lord thank you they preach my preach I just like I feel like I was on a surfboard like just like like riding in on what y'all were like saying you know and um but I am a cook I love to cook do y'all love cooking I know y'all like at least love to eat uh, <laughs> it requires someone you're welcome and um but what I want to say about a recipe there's two things a recipe has ingredients and it has instruction. Everything the Lord is about to release right now, I don't know fully where he wants to go because I just took in what he gave me and I expect it just to flow out of me, just the flow of the Holy Spirit. It's just so swirly in here. I was like, I wore semi-stilts, but I think I can still stand. But somebody feel free to catch me if I don't. Um, but I, I want you to hear the recipe of love in every single thing that the word is about to drop on you. Sometimes he might in the instruction go, and I saw this visual. Let me back up. I saw this big pot, and I saw all of us in the pot. And I'm like, oh, God's going to really cook something today, and it's going to be so yummy because it's love. So I saw all of us in the pot. But then also there's instruction because we're individuals, because he countered every hair on your head, because he loves you, and he loves you, and he loves you. And when I went in the bathroom, apparently he loves me. He's like, it says, P.S., I love you. In that bathroom, not even joking. <laughs> I was like, oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, it's so beautiful. Um, but when God gives you something, something really strikes your heart with um, when I release the word. Um, I want to tell you things about words. I am convinced in this hour more than ever, he's been speaking about words and the power of our words. Um, I don't take my words lightly because they're his words. And I don't say that with arrogance. I just say that because I'm convinced. I know the one I love. I know the one when he tells me to speak, I can expect it to do something. I can expect it. The, the Bible says no word from God is without power. 
You are all power-packing sons and daughters. When you release a word, expect it to happen. I don't pray and go, oh, man, I hope he hears me. I hope that word will get there. It will be fulfilled, one up, one down. It's the word of God. Words are seeds, so they have the habit of being planted, they have the habit of being watered, and they have the habit of producing whatever he wants them to do. So stick that in your pot. As we're like talking, start cooking. And then the instruction is when you hear something that really, really blesses you, or you're like, or you feel the Holy Spirit, you're cooking with him, not with me. I love what Abraham, uh, pardon me, Caleb said a couple weeks ago. He said, you should want to shine so much that they only see him. That was my prayer this week. So I drank out of my cup that says shine because I like to prophetically activate everything. And I even wore like my butterfly earrings because I like to flutter around the room. So I'm going to flutter and I love the one. So if I came for one person, if there was a word, it was for one person. I love you all. But y'all 99, go have a cup of coffee. I'll be right back. You know, so, but you're all ones. And that's what the multitude was. They were all ones to God. He loves each and every one of us. And he knew each and every one of you would be here. So I'm here for all of you by the Holy Spirit, but I just want to tell you, if I flutter and I go after one, it happens authentically is who I am. So that's the instruction, is to let him put the ingredient in the pot, and then if he says, hey, we're going to turn the heat up on that, let him. If he says, hey, this, this needs to simmer, I want this to simmer in your heart, I really want to grow this in you so you can go, let it simmer. Some things he wants to chop. You know, think about these cooking terms, but let the Holy Spirit tell you what he's going to do with these ingredients. <sighs> so that was the second pre-preach. Here comes the preach. Uh, <laughs> can we, um, God gave me a word. Today was not by accident. Um, he told me over a year ago, he gave me this date. I forgot about it. Um, because when you hear things from God, you write it down and you just, but the, Jesus promises us every word from God he'll remind us of. Well, he's good like that. So he reminded me of today's date. So when he asked me to preach, I was like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. So I asked God, what day am I preaching? It was in a morning time with him. And he said, text him now and tell him November 7th. And I said, well, shouldn't I ask? He said, tell him November 7th. So I was like, okay, November 7th. It's after you step, guys, don't get paralyzed Love, like, has skates on. Like, it just takes you places. It just takes you places. And so after I said yes, and after I said November 11th, then he said, look in your phone for November 7th. I keep all my dreams and the things I hear. There's, like, over 3,300 things in here. So if you don't remind me, holy schmoly, nothing's getting done. And so he told me about November 7th. So I'm going to tell you what it means. I want to tell you this. Today is an appointed day. Somebody mentioned that. Not because I'm preaching, because Holy Spirit assigned it. And he assigned each of you to be in this room. It is an appointed day. It is an appointed time. And you are an appointed people. And think nothing less of that. I say it because I mean it. I did not come with persuasive words. I did not come to preach this amazing preach. I came by the power of the Holy Spirit. It's one of my favorite verses, 1 Corinthians 2, like... Why else grab a microphone? Don't do that. So uh, I'm going to tell you what, the, what today means and what I felt the Holy Spirit was saying for today, for this appointed time. If you had put up um, Proverbs 25.2 in the TPT. 
God conceals the revelation of his word in the hiding place of his glory, but the honor of kings, that's you, is revealed by how they thoroughly search out the deeper meaning of all that God says. We only care what God says. So the things that are concealed, the things that are hidden, they're in the glory. The glory is in this room right now. That word glory is kabod. Kabod is the heavy weightiness of God. He's here with us, you guys. So don't, just don't be still and just take in some of these things like church as usual. This is not church as usual. His pre-preach was my preach. I, would, I could have gone home and I was happy. I was like, I'm satisfied. You know, go have some dessert. Um, but what I want to say about this, he's telling us, I've hidden some things for right now, for these kings, for this time, in this place. I'll tell you right now, nobody can search out chocolate in a house like my husband. <laughs> I hide it from him all the time, and he finds it every time. I had to buy um, Halloween candy three times. I'm not joking. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, even in fun like that, how God is, um, I just want to make that fun that it is a fun thing to search out the treasures of God. The word treasure was mentioned several times here today, and I was like, look at you, because wait till you hear the word. It's about treasure and hidden. And um, so we, I just want to um, bring the word and let him unpack it and let him bring some of the treasures that are within it. So um, today's date, what is today's date, you guys? It is. Today is, today is November 7th. The month is 11. The date is seven. So when he, and it's 2021, he gave me three numbers out of that. So he already gave you a little sneak peek into me. I'm looking all the time for a word from God. Like Frankie this morning when I was thinking about it, I'm like, he don't go grocery shopping. He gets stuck like in the cereal aisle because he's reading labels and everything means something. And he's looking in the Strong's Concordance. <laughs> and, and you know, but we should because God is always speaking. How is he speaking to you? And then he wants to speak new ways. Like, like let's do that. Like, it's okay. So the, uh, for real, that's what I saw. Um, so this, <laughs> I saw you by Lucky Charms. I saw you by, <laughs> um, so some of the things I'm going to dig out because he's given us an invitation into his glory to release something special for us today. And um, <laughs> so there were some things in the Strong's Concordance. Y'all know what a Strong's Concordance is? I'll give you like a quick catch up on it. A Strong's Concordance holds all the words of the Bible in it, and then it breaks it down in the Greek. It breaks it down into what? Um, uh, like a, a deeper meaning. So I'm going to touch on some things as I preach, but I'm not going to go all the way in because you're the kings who are supposed to dig it out. I'll throw you a nugget. I'll throw you a, a you know, piece of chocolate. And then and some things I might even undo the wrapper for you, but the rest is for you to unpack. So um, today is November 7th. So God spoke it to me, November 7th, 2021. And he spoke this, you guys, over a year ago. So that's why I'm saying it's an appointed time. And 1107 in the Strong's Concordance. Oh, this is my um, this is my laptop. This is my iPad. It's a recipe holder. Cause why? Cause I love prophetic and I wanted to activate what God had. So I put it all in a recipe holder. Who else would do that? A unicorn. So, <laughs> so um So 1107, 1107 is the word, 
norizo. And it's from the word, um, all of a sudden it just escaped me. It's the same thing that Mary experienced um, when um, she was told that she was going to give birth, but she didn't know a man. And Kimberly, help me out. What's the word? Yes, it's gnosko. Yay. It's gnosko. So this is a form of gnosko, which is to make known. So here's what the word says. Um, This gorizo means make known, discover, declare, which is to tell someone, to come to know, to bring information. The second word, that's 1107, November 7. He also showed me 117, which means majestic. And this word uh, majestic, um, just in the definition of the word, is having or showing impressive beauty or dignity, glorious, leader, magnificent, majestic, majestic ones, might, mighty one, powerful, and stately. And then 721, I didn't write it down on this paper, so I'm going to just pull it up in my phone. Um, that's my other iPad. Thank you, Papa. I think he's telling me I tucked it in here, so I'm just going to look for a little light here. Did I get it? Okay. And then I'm going to break it down for you guys, um, what I felt he was saying over us. Uh, I want to tell you, I decided to leave all my notes, my notes, notes at home, because I wanted only Holy Spirit to unveil whatever he wanted to do here today. So I don't mind having to look something up, so I hope you guys don't mind either. Is that okay? Okay. Jesus. You know what's really funny, you guys? It won't let me pull it up. It's really weird. Thank you, Papa. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I have to be on there. Thank you, Jesus. I can hear all the intercessors. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Now I am going to go to the only one note that I brought with me because it's not coming up. Isn't that crazy? Papa, this is your message, God. This is your message, God. Ha-ha! I love you, Jesus. You only have to have Thanksgiving to enter back in. Thank you, God. It means lamb. Not only does it mean lamb, it means lampkins. Have you guys ever heard the word lampkins? Okay. It's beautiful. Um, it is a term of endearment, and holding a, a little innocent child. So you've got 1107 which is gnosko, like to make known. You've got um, 117, which is the majesty of God. And then you have the lambkins, which are all of you. Yeah. So here's what I felt the Lord was saying. He said, 
Um, <laughs> he said, make known his love and come to discover his love. To go, declare, speak, tell someone. Bring a revelation of his love from what you have discovered in your intimate times. Not your intimacy, that's for you and him, but whatever you got filled up with in the overflow of love. Tell them. Share his majesty. Share his impressive beauty of, of your glorious leader. You are his, the majestic ones. That's you. Impressively beautiful. You look a lot like your father, you guys. You look a lot like Papa. He is powerful and stately, and you are his. And he is, you are as he is in this world. You are his lambkins, his pure and innocent ones. That's what else it means, pure and innocent ones. I knew he would draw the pure and innocent ones here today. I knew that he would because he had a word just for you. And he said, feed the love he has put in you with others and make him known so today I charge you with this. I tell you to go. I tell you to make him known. You are his pure and innocent ones. Go tell someone who he is. Release the majesty of God, which is the glory of God. Actually, the word, uh, that's what kabod means, is the glory of God. It's the majesty of God. Go tell someone. That's the charge that I wanted to release over you guys today. That's what I say go with. And then there's other, <laughs> when we get into the word right now, it's, it's a go. You guys are going to see everything that was already spoken is right here. So sorry we got a little bit tangled up on that word, but God, love never fails. So love came through. So <laughs> praise God. Okay, so anyway, thanks for being patient, guys. So I'm going to put this note away because I'm not going to ever use it again. In fact, I'm going to get rid of it so I don't even have to look at it. And now we're going to get into the word. Hallelujah. <laughs> So let's put up um, John 21, 15 through 17. It's in the TPT. Thank you, Papa. Thank you, Papa. Thank you, God. We're going to put up here, but I'm going to read from my Bible. It says, after they had breakfast, Jesus said to Peter, Simon, son of John, do you burn with love? This is Jonah. This is the updated version, and they're both correct. Son of Simon, son of John, do you burn with love for me more than these? And Peter answered, yes, Lord. You know that I have great affection for you. Then take care of my lambs, Jesus said. Jesus repeated his question the second time. Simon, son of John, do you burn with love for me? And Peter answered, yes, Lord. You know that I have great affection for you. Then take care of my sheep, Jesus said. Then Jesus asked him again, Peter, son of John, do you have great affection for me? Peter was saddened by being asked the third time, and he said, my Lord, you know everything. You know that I burn with love for you. And Jesus replied, then feed my lambs. So I make the charge to you, do you burn for Jesus do you burn for him? If he came and asked you, do you burn for me? And he, somebody stood next to you, would they catch on fire? Is that the kind of love that you carry? Well, I want to tell you, it's yes, it's not a trick question. Because the person of love lives in you. It's not a trick question. And I saw all of you this morning as matches. I saw you're like on fire. And then I saw myself doing this. So I'm going to activate it. Because I am a burning one. I am a burning one. 
You can only shine when you stand up and burn. Let your light burn. And it is love. And it is love that is burning in this house. So it wasn't a trick question. Yes, you guys do burn. Yes, you do have the love of God in you. So you have to go and you have to let it out. So I say go. That's my, my first charge to you. I want to go back and tell you. <laughs> I want to go back and go over this verse with you. Back in verse 15. When he said to him three times, he asked that question, and he said, Simon, son of Jonah, do you burn for me? Do you love me? He asked him three times, you guys. Three is the number of completion. God wants to complete the love he's already put in you that you see it. It's already complete. When you said yes to Jesus, all of heaven was already put in you. Who is the person of love? God is love. All of love is already in you. It's getting a revelation that I am love. I am as he is in this world. And then go set someone else on fire with the love that he's given you. He asked him three times. But if you look at this, if it was all up in one area, in verse 15 and 16, he said, do you have great affection for me? And he answered him, you know that I do. Well, that word no is like, yo, bro, you've walked with me. Come on. Why are you asking me this? That's literally what it translates into the Greek. That's what it literally means. <laughs> like, you know me. Come on. Well, in the third time when he asked him, here's where the flip came. If you notice in um, 15 and 16, he said, um, Jesus repeated the question, Simon, son of John, uh, John, do you burn with love for me? And he said, yes, my Lord, you know that I have great affection for you. The third time in this translation, Jesus flipped it. Sometimes we don't get it, and he's got to, like, rework the question, kind of like dough, like cooking. <laughs> and he said, do you have great affection for me? Jesus flipped it. And Peter saddened, said, my Lord, you know everything about me. You know that I burn for you. I believe that sometimes God asks us questions because it's got to come out of our mouth and back into our ears. He flipped the question on him. He wants to flip the switch on you guys. On all of us, why? So we can go. We can go with the love that he's given us because we do burn. But Peter didn't catch that the first time. The word he actually used for affection, it's another term um, for love, but it's, it's a, a, a friendly love. It's, a, it's a, um, just like a, 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 not an average love because there's no average love. But it was just a, yeah, come on, you know I do. But when he flipped it on him, it became the word gnosko the word that I spoke about earlier, gnosko, because you've been intimate with God. The word gnosko means intimacy. You know because you've been with someone. Mary did not know. She, she had not been with a man, but yet she was pregnant. You're all pregnant with love. God wants to give birth to love over Tampa Bay. And you all are the vessels, man and women. Boys, you'll survive. It'll be okay. <laughs> and what's really interesting is he said in, um, in verse 17, when Peter said he was saddened by being asked the third time, that actual word saddened means um, like that in the throes of childbirth, like that, that, oh, like it really grieved him. It really grieved him that Jesus would ask him that. Jesus wasn't trying to grieve him. Jesus was trying to provoke him. Jesus brought healing to him. It says in the footnotes here, I love Brian Simmons, it says where Jesus where Peter denied him three times, Jesus spoke three times. He spoke. It was a word. The word created what he needed it to create. He needed to bring healing to, this, to Peter. Why? Peter was going to lead the disciples. Peter claimed to love him the most out of all the disciples. So Jesus brought him healing. 
he brought him wholeness. And I really believe, you guys, again, an invitation. Don't wait in this room right now. If Jesus is speaking to your heart, if he has to take three times, let it have three times. Let it work in your heart. Let him, let him say whatever he needs to say to you. But let it complete what he needs to complete in you guys because there's coming, um, there's coming a charge with this. He said to him in these three times, he said, um, well, first, in the first, the first time he said, do you love me in verse 15, that word is huba. Huba in the Aramaic, which was Jesus' language, it was Gal- he, was, he spoke Galilean Aramaic. You ever hear the verse, um, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away? Galilean Aramaic is the only language on earth that still exists today. His words don't pass away. So when he says, do you love me? Do you burn with me? Will you go feed my sheep? He means it. It's still in the air, you guys. Yeah, I'm prophetic. Like, I see things in the air, and I see words all the time. And when he said it, I see, like, even speaking it in this house, there will be a time, whether it's for somebody here right now or somebody who will walk through that door later, his word will not fail. It's for an appointed time and an appointed person. What we pray in here, what we speak in here, it is waiting for someone to walk through that door and them get like boom, 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 boom. That's what love does. Love seeks out the one to pour into them. You guys, we're, we're lovers of God. Like, we've got to let these things stir up in us. So I pray even right now that you guys have gone into, like, he's turned up the heat on your love, that he's stirring different things into your ingredients. Your recipe with God is not my recipe with God. We are individuals but we're all part of the body working together. Why? Because we burn for the one. We burn for the one who has called us and who has sent us, and even for today. So his charge, you guys, in this verse, his charge was, if you love me then, if you love me then do this. And what did he say? He said, feed my sheep. Well, what are you going to feed him? The verse, it told on itself, feed him love. Feed him fiery love. That word huba means fiery love. Like flick, 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 flick. Lit on fire. When I met my husband, I couldn't wait to go tell like my mom and all my friends. Like I couldn't talk, which was a sign and a wonder all in itself. Because (laughs) I love to talk. But when I met Mark, I was like, oh, I met the one I love. I burned for him. You burned for him. You burned for him. And when I was praying and I was talking to God about burning for someone and burning for love, what does it look like to burn for your husband, let alone your bridegroom? You two are what came up. He showed me you two. You represent love so well and so deeply. And then you guys are like, fire, 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 fire. Like you guys just keep like letting each other. You're a perfect representation of what marriage looks like and the love that it looks like. And then it's in this house. So anybody who's in the house who needs a fire in their marriage, I'm taking it. I'm taking it because it's present in the house. Don't ever not see what God has brought right before you to feast on. How about if you're going to walk out of here and go have lunch and there's a broken family or you see a woman and you, don't, you get that, uh, go to her. And as you go, like Jesus, as you go, that person is broken. They have a broken marriage. They're hurt. You have to take what God is speaking right now and then go do something with it. So he said, feed my sheep three times. Did you notice that Jesus fed Peter in the beginning? Hey, we just had breakfast. Come on, I want to talk to you about love. And then the end charge was, hey, 
now that you've been fed, go tell someone about love. Go feed my sheep. That is the go of this message, is feed my sheep. And you guys might say, well, I'm not an evangelist, you know, that's for them. Oopsie, Matthew 28 applies to everybody. <laughs> yeah. And you all are a prophetic people. You have something to say. God wants to talk to people. I don't work where you work. I don't go where you go. So you have something to say. So I am giving you a charge to get up and go and release the love of God. Amen? Okay, that was my pre-preach. No, I'm just joking. Uh, <laughs> um, let's, put up, um, let's put up Luke 27. I'm going to show you how this all ties into a not really beautiful when God gave me these scriptures, like, of course, they're about love. So I love love. I'm a mama. I don't have any children that I gave birth to, but I have many children. God has made me a mother of many. I love love. I love to give love. All that I have, I give. I don't know everything. Perhaps you've noticed that already. I, and I'm okay with that. I came to give you what I have. And what I have is love, the measure that I have. But I have great expectation that I'm not leaving here the same. I'm going to, like, eat my own preach. Like, I'm going to let him, I'm going to let him with the recipe he's given me, stir me, set me on fire. Like, I think I know fire until right now. Like, I'm on fire, you guys, right now. Like, I'm on fire right now. And I'm like, ah, more. Like, you know, like, but let him, let your recipe be your recipe with him. Let him stir you how he stirs you. So, um, but I'm going to tie a pretty bow on this in a little bit. Um, in Luke 10, 27, he says, and he answered, um, if you remember, the he is the lawyer. You guys, in the previous, I didn't put that all up there, but Jesus was telling people, hey, you guys, he was saying something so beautiful, and he was saying, do you know, like, people haven't heard the things I'm telling you. People haven't seen. They would die to be here, but they are dead. They wish they were here. He's telling these beautiful, profound things, and then this lawyer pops up. You know, don't have nothing to do with stupid and foolish arguments. When people want to bring... Um, you know, the spirit of uh, legalism and those kind of things at you, remember Jesus. Remember love. Don't get tangled. And, of course, Jesus didn't. So he's like, oh, so, you know, riddle me this. And, and so, of course, Jesus had the answer, and he said, here's what you do. You shall love the Lord your God with all. Don't leave anything on the table. With all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. That word neighbor actually means near. So we, we, the lawyer asked, like, in the next, the next part, well, who's my neighbor? I'm going to tell you all right now who is na neighbor. Anybody who's near, flick, 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 set them on fire. Set them on fire with love. Love, is, love just gushes out of you. You don't have to think, what will I say? What will I do? Love always has something to say. Love always... God told me love has feet. Love goes places nothing else can. Nothing else can go, but love can. And I'm going to tell you when I get to the neighbor part. I got sent to a mosque. It was beautiful. But you can't go without love because, seriously, I'm a chick. You know, like a woman going in, you don't have the same grace but by God because I was sent. I didn't just go. So let love send you guys. So what I want to say about, well, then how do you love God? It's easy. He loved you first. He loved you first, so you're able to love. Like, it doesn't have to be complicated. And what ended up happening, a story, because I'm an evangelist, so we tell stories. So I'm going to tell you a few stories with these three points. Um, my father, 
we, half my family is Muslim and half my family is Christian. My father said yes to Jesus at 77 years old, and he gave me permission to, to tell you guys this. Um, but he didn't fully accept Jesus. He didn't want to get into the word. He didn't do all those things, but love was pursuing him. The recipe, he was on simmer. It's okay. that He was on simmer, but Jesus still pursued him. He still was throwing things in the pot and even like little breadcrumbs like to keep him coming along. And um, just this about three months ago, because God told me um, he's the show me guy. Show me and then I'll believe. Now we know we believe and then we see. But isn't it beautiful of God to meet people where they're at, to meet people, um, they're not ready to go all the way. When you're planting seeds of love, you're just the deliverer. You're the messenger. I, in fact, I saw um, Abraham and Jessica. I, um, you're Johnny Appleseed. Like, I saw you, like, skipping and, like, throwing seeds of love everywhere you guys went. And I'm like, that's what it looks like. Because when you see things, um, and I'm not a farmer, but some seeds, some water, and God gives the increase. You have to be okay that you were a seed and that you were the water. But God is faithful to bring increase in your family. And that's what he did with me. Take this testimony. I'm not just saying it. I'm giving it to you. Take this testimony. A lot of you are waiting for your families to come into the kingdom. My dad, there's so much I can say about my dad. He is my heart. And I love him. I love my father like I love my father. But because I loved my father, I believe that God gave me what I needed to go to my dad, who was my neighbor in that moment. And long story short, my dad was given a diagnosis of cancer, of leukemia, um, just about uh, two months ago now, and that it spread to his bones. And instantly, love has a fire. Love says go, and it also says no. I said, no, not my father. Not my father. <laughs> I got on a plane the next day. I'm like, I'm going to walk my dad through this. We're going to get through this because that's what love does. Love goes. I went to my father, but where he was at, he was like, Sandy, they said it doesn't look good. Except for God already told me he's healed. It's good. But this is what it was going to take to pull him into the kingdom fully. And it did. So long story short, when I went back for the second appointment, that's it. God gave me a vision, and I saw my dad coming out of the doctor's office with a piece of paper in his hand, and listen how cute my dad says, hallelujah. He says, hallelujah. <laughs> That's how my dad says, hallelujah. So I was sitting in the waiting area. My whole family was like, Sandy, come on. Like, the doctor said, and you guys, I don't understand when things don't work out how we want it to. I don't. I'm just telling you what happened to me. I can only give you what I have. I'm just giving you what he's given me. And so, uh, but I'm a woman of faith. Faith is activated by love. Get your love on, guys. You want to walk in great faith and great power? You want to walk by the power of the Holy Spirit? He does nothing outside of love. Nothing outside of love. That's why I'm preaching love. That's why I'm throwing love bubbles up in the air right now. <laughs> For anybody they need to land on, land on, land on. That's why I'm talking about love. It's necessary. And so, they're like, Sandy, come on. And I'm like... So I had to endure that. I'm like, ah, okay, guys. But I was watching my words because I know they create. But I already heard from my father. See that at the right hand of the father. I had my hand, head on, on his chest. And don't you know, um, the, the time came and my father walked out of that room with the white paper. I started bawling. And I'm like, say it, dad. Say it, dad. He's like, 
Hallelujah. <laughs> my dad does not have cancer. My dad does not have any sign, and they can't explain it. They don't know, but for God. That's what love does. Love pursued my dad. He's 80 years old, you guys. Take the testimony. Take the testimony. So that's how love pursued my dad. That was God, loving God with all your heart, that he loved him, that he gave me the opportunity as I grew in him to go pursue my father. And then... Um, he conquered him. It's a done deal. <laughs> I'm the center one, like where I know it says love your neighbor as yourself. God worked on me first, and I think he's working on some of us in here too. He, he worked on me first. I carried shame. I carried all these things. I always had love in me, but I didn't feel love. I didn't know love until love so pursued me and overtook me that it was easy to get rid of the things I needed to get rid of to be sent like the woman at the well. There was that day that he came to me. I was cooking onions. I was in the kitchen cooking, and I was cooking on, and chopping up onions. And um, this guy, I don't remember his name, came on, the, um, on my phone. I was watching a YouTube or something. He said, do you want to get rid of shame? Do you want to? I said, I'm done with this shame. But nobody told me I didn't have to carry shame and guilt and all that ridiculousness. So I'm telling you all right now, you don't have to carry it. He absolutely paid for that. That was the love of the cross is the greatest love act of all times. You don't live there. You live from there. I took that. And I said, I'm done with shame because love pursued me. And in that moment, I put my life down. Huh, I did. I put my knife down and my life down. <laughs> And I picked up what was true, what was good, what God said about me. And I received it. I don't carry shame anymore. I don't carry those things. That's the woman at the well. Love was on its way. That's the go word. As love went, he just wanted to sit somewhere, just to rest a little bit. And then she comes. And what happens to her? She encounters the one she loves. She had been searching in all the wrong places, a really bad country song searching in all the wrong places for her love. But you always know the one when you meet them. You know the one when you meet them. You know the one when you meet them. And the ones who are single, you'll know the one when you meet him. Mine just went to the bathroom, but I know where he is. Uh, <laughs> and so what I love about the woman at the well, she recognized love. There's a lot you can say about all these stories I'm telling you, but the part that I'm picking up for today is when she met the one and he told her, everything about her, that people are waiting for us to go tell them a prophetic word. Here's what your dad says about you. Here's what your dad says about you. And he only says love, you guys. So she heard that, and she went and she told everybody who knew her. They didn't know her for the right reasons, but they all knew her. However, she had a rhema word of love in her. So what can you speak of but love? And she released the word of love and said, come meet a man who knows everything about me. And they came. She became the first female evangelist. Do you guys realize that? Yay for all the chicks in the room. There are so many evangelists in this room. And by the way, Raquel, when I saw your shoes and I saw like the, uh, the snake skin on it, I always joke with the boots that I have. Um, you know, when Jesus tells us to, to trample on snakes and scorpions, you got to do something, make shoes. That's who you are. <laughs> you got to do something, maybe a handbag. You got some leftovers. But that's who you're made to be in the kingdom. Trample on that. Trample on that. And, and you know, love tramples on things also, you guys, because it has a sweetness about it. 
It just has a beautiful sweetness about it. But she met a man and she told everybody. And then it was birthed on that day. Her identity truly came out because she, um, somebody uh, spoke to her. Jesus spoke to her who she was. Never who they're not. That's not Jesus. You don't speak about what they're not, only who they are. That's what love says. Uh, and then the third one, and this is my favorite, and then I'll, I'll tie it on a bow and, and go. I told you guys I love to talk. Are y'all okay? Okay. <laughs> um, I was still going to talk if you weren't. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> so the third one, um, loving your neighbor who is near to you. I had, a perf I had a word, I had a dream from six years ago. I want to tell you, um, let me back up. I felt today when I was, in, I was getting wrecked in worship, today is a day of promise. Like you might hear these Christian words and, and go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, today is a, a day of promise for some of you when you lay hold of the word or whatever God is stirring in you. It is. It's a day of promise for you. It is. And um, uh, so my promise I'm half Lebanese and half Polish. Don't make any jokes. Uh, um, but I had a dream that I would be sent to the, um, to the mosque. And there are imams, which is the highest in the rail, imams, shaykhs, um, and then down. And I had a dream. And <laughs> sorry, I have thoughts in my head and I think I'm funny. Um, <laughs> so sometimes I just enjoy me. Mark's like, what are you laughing about? I'm like, I love me. I'm funny. Like, so I'll just walk in a room and he's like, oh, unicorn, you know? <laughs> so I just had one of those moments. Um, but anyway, um, I asked God, and this is what I want to also tell you guys. Ask God, the one you love, the one who's so close. You're like, what do you say about me for right now? You only have to whisper. There's no screaming at God when all of heaven is in you right now. It's like, hey, what do you want to do today? Well, I don't know. Let's go to the mall. Let's go throw some seeds. Like, so... I asked him, God, out of all these dreams and words in my phone, which one is for right now? And instantly he was faithful to bring to my remembrance what is for right now. So he reminded me of a dream I had that he would send me. Um, it's better to be sent than to go. Like, um, and what I say that is sometimes we want to go here, but it's not an appointed time. We're charging you to go, but go where he tells you to go and don't go slow. Go. <laughs> and so... When he gave me that, I went, wow, okay, God, well, what does that look like? Well, I went to, I, I went to Costco, go, one of my favorite places to go, and it's such a, a place of where there's always a word for someone, and I was actually with Kimberly, and I'm just minding my own business getting eggs, but he wanted to birth something, apparently, or crack some eggs, I don't know, and I hear a word for someone, and I'm like, who? Then my writer's like, who, 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 who? And I'm, like, looking around, like, stalking people, like, trying to be, like, discreet about him. Like, <laughs> and so I asked Papa. I'm, like, Papa, I know I heard you. Who is it for? Because he's a shepherd. He's a shepherd. He's, he's got a word for someone. And, and then they walked by. And not because they're Arab. I don't just run to people. We can go, oh, it's obvious because they're Muslim. No, your neighbor says, love everyone. That means Every religion, every person, every everything, there's without exception. Love doesn't, doesn't keep people out. It doesn't keep record or wrong. Love is a beautiful thing. And so I was like, okay, I see them. And so I, I yielded. And I waited for it. And I went, zing. I went, Kimberly, I'm going. Mark will tell me. Like, sometimes I'll go to Mark. I'll go, uh-oh. And he's like, 
go ahead. Whenever I get like the uh uh-oh, I'm like, I feel love for someone. I'll be right back. And like, and I go chasing them down. Like that's literally how we do. So he's gotten used to me. He's like, just go. So Kim, I'm like, Kimberly, I'm going to go. So I'll speed it up at that point. I meet them. I get to talk to them. They're beautiful people. And then he says, I'm an imam. And he says, which I know what that is because I grew up in the Arab community. And I'm like, okay. Um, He's like, I'm inviting you to come reason with me. So I go to the mosque two days later. Jesus said, strike now. So I text him. And I'm not going to tell you all this stuff because it's, I think it's a private thing with the transaction with all of us, and it was beautiful, but I got a word to go, and he invited me. So when you're invited, so I said, Papa, and I I recommend this to all you who are going to be sent. You are sent ones, by the way. Every single one of you are a sent one. Every single one of you. But I said, Papa, um, here's what I do right now. I yield my tongue to you. Let it be a paintbrush. What do you want to paint for these people? That's love, like not what I think would be great and, you know, beat them with the Bible. No, let love do what it's supposed to do, if it was a seed or not. And so I end up going, and, um, and it was crazy, some of the stuff that happened. I'm weeding through in real time. Like flip, flip. I, see, I actually see a, a recipe Rolodex. Like going, that one. Um, <laughs> um, when I went and I sat, there ended up being an extra person there. He wasn't supposed to be there. It was the shike from my dream. So now they're both there. And in the dream, um, actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end with that part. It was beautiful. The transaction was beautiful. He was actually, like I would call, I jokingly say he was a Christian assassin. He was there to chop me up and spit me out and beat me with the word of God, which is not what God does. But love showed up. I said, Papa, send me with bold Parisia. There's a word here that says it means um, bold confidence to say, like, whatever he puts on you, not what you think you should say. So when you go, it's not what you think you should say. Love has something to say. And so when I went in there and I sat down and, and then the, it started coming, um, love looked different. The whole point was this one saw love and this one um, hadn't encountered love yet. But God was after his heart because it was his appointed time, like it is for you guys. And um, it came a time when um, Holy Spirit already told me he was going to ask for my Passion Translation Bible. And I didn't want to give it up. And um, I told God, I said, um, yeah, no, I'm not giving up my Bible. <laughs> and, but here's what happened. This is my husband's Passion Translation. And um, so I had to use his because I ended up giving him my Bible. When he asked for my Bible, he meant it as a scalping but he, his, where was his heart? And that's okay. He's beautiful. I love him. And I freely gave it to him. Here's where love came in. When I handed over my Bible, this one screamed out, no, don't take her Bible. Can't you see how passionate she is? Don't take her Bible. So I'm bawling. I don't know if he had a tear or not, but his heart spoke. And I freely gave the Bible. And that's when the, um, that's, when, the, um, when it got preached, that's when the gospel got preached. Jesus gave everything that meant something to him. And I freely gave. Love freely gives. And it hurt me. It cost me everything. Just like Jesus. It cost me everything to say, here you go. And he opened. He's like, oh, look at all those juicy notes in there. Whoa, the things you wrote, like taunting me. 
but I'm not going to taunt back. And I'm like, oh, you should read them. I said, oh, and, and the footnotes? Oh, I definitely would get into those. And so Jesus told me later on, how else do you think I could have got a passion translation into the mosque? And I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. So what he said to me after he, um, he received, I freely gave, he received my Bible. And then he looked at um, the other one and he said, um, this one is different. This one is different. And I'm like, God. He's like, this one is a true Christian. This one is different. We need her on my team. That's what he said. And so what I say about that is the difference was love. The difference was love. I didn't go in with an agenda. I'm an evangelist. We're always thinking how, who, what. But he recognized. The point is people recognize love. People recognize love. Not our persuasive words or any of that kind of They recognize love. So I left my Bible with him. And I, there's many things that happened since then. But what was beautiful, in that moment when I handed over my Bible and he cried out for me, he cried out for me, and I handed over my Bible. Jesus always has something to say. I looked at him, and I spoke his name. He had, he had his head in his hands, and I spoke his name, and he looked up. And I said, I love you. And I meant it. It was such, this passion came out of me. I said, I love you. And he looked at me, and, and, and he went, God is pursuing his heart right now. That was a seed. That was a seed of love. And I fully expect, and again, they invited me to come back and preach. <laughs> um, so I know that that time is coming, but I'm waiting for the appointed time so that I can go and not just go on my own. So um, that's what loving your neighbor looks like, um, not pursuing with our own what we think would be good for them, but pursuing them with the love of God. I didn't leave anything on the table when it says love him with this and this and this. It's all of yourself. It's leaving nothing behind. And that's the way we have to go. That's the charge with go. And here's what I'm going to end with. In John 3.16, 3.16 and 3.17, for God so loved the world that he gave, he sent his only son, one of a kind. Can't get that one back. That's what Jesus was, is and he said, and whoever believes in him will have everlasting life. That word in means union. It means ice. It means the closest, not this, the closest possible union. From the beginning, God's intent with love was to bring us into union. So he sent his son. So he sent his son so we could live freely. We could live in love and then we could share love. Today, God is sending you. For God so loved the world. The same world that was a mess then is a mess now. He was the solution. You're the solution. He's sending you. Why? He wants them to be in union. They walked away because they don't know. They only know religion. They don't know Jesus. We have to show him who we are. Show the world who we are. So I want to make a charge with you guys. I want to speak over you. Does anybody in here want to carry the love, carry the fire of God out of here? Does anybody want to say, I'll go? Is there anybody who says, I'll go? Then stand up. I'm going to just speak a charge over you. Papa, I thank you. Isaiah 60 says, rise, which is to stand. Rise, shine. You shine better when you're standing. People can see you. Rise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. <laughs> there is darkness in the land and deep darkness on the people. Shine.
seven in you. Go. Feed my sheep. Go. Feed my sheep. Will you feed his sheep? Come on, respond. Will you feed his sheep and will you go? Love says go. Go in the places he sends you. Go without fear. There is no fear in perfect love and perfect love sends you. So I say go. Papa, I bless each one of these beauties, these beautiful lampkins, God. Thank you, Papa, for the sending and the fire that's in him and in her, God. Thank you for the married couples who go after the ones, God. Thank you for your fire. These ones burn for you, God. Let their fire burn someone else who stands near to them, that they catch on fire and go, what do you have? What is different about you? Oh, let me tell you, it's love. He's a person. He's a person. He lives. I'm so sorry he was misrepresented to you. Let me re-present the one I love. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Resting Place, South Tampa Campus. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you hear. And we would love to see you at a gathering soon. For more resources like this, head to trpfamily.org.